You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, people. Welcome to Alter Call, Married at First Sight, season 15, episode 16. We are almost there. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. We made it through whatever this bonus step unnecessary episode was. How was it for you? Just so unnecessary. So unnecessary. I actually, I feel bad for them that they have to have these conversations again. I mean, you know, you kind of think like, is this a sabotage? If you had ended this earlier, maybe Miguel and Lindy might not have had this. Maybe (laughs) Stasha and Nate would not have had this. But on the other side, is it a blessing? Because you get to see a different side, have these conversations. But the thing is, it's like you keep looking for something, you're going to find it. So you keep having the conversations, you're going to find it. <laughs> I hope they found it because all I found was, well, repetition. <laughs> Anyways, before we dive into the episode, what do we have out there that we need to update the people on? Just to let everybody know, we dropped an episode telling everybody about BravoCon because we had such a great time. Um, you can listen to it, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you are a patron, you can listen to an ad-free version on Patreon. Yeah, it was fun to attend and fun to record. It was nice talking about it again. <laughs> and we may have the opportunity to talk about it again in the future. Stay tuned. Uh, we also did 90 Day Fiance this week on Patreon. The next four episodes, so episodes five through eight. Yes. We ha- we recapped them. We talked about them. If, if you would like to hear it, you can find it on our Patreon. I want to shout out one of our patrons who every time we post an episode reminds us that she's never going to watch the show, but she's going to support us and keep watching and just listen to our episode. We appreciate you. Thanks, Rochelle. Every time that you comment that you will not be watching 90 Day Fiance, it makes my heart happy because I'm like, well, at least somebody, not me, ordained. Has morals. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, Love is Blind is out this week on Netflix. And we will be covering it on Patreon. Coming soon. Yeah. All right. Tane, what is happening in Mapsland? All right. Um, Aid, we've been having a conversation about, you know, they have to have a special the decision day special and all that. We talked about it some few weeks ago. They have to have a journey so far. 
that came and went like a thief in the night, like at seven o'clock, like some weird odd time. And once again, today <laughs> we realized that there was a decision day dish today, right after like the episode happened and also not hosted by Kevin. I can't remember that girl's name, but she looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Lungaretta. Thank you. And so, they had a bunch of old people on there. Yeah. So that was a bunch of reunion with them. There was Johnny from Houston, Vince and Brianna from Atlanta, Rachel from Houston. And, you know, every time there's a guest, there's always Beth and Jamie. If not Jamie, then Beth. So I wondered the thought process in getting this group together because they had two Houston people. And that was not a good season. So why them? I think maybe they're looking for a balance between couples who made it and singles. And since there's no one who's still together from Houston, they're always good for the single, <laughs> the single slot. Single slot. Okay. But speaking of Vince and Brianna, they had their baby shower and Haley and Paige were in attendance. And I don't know if I didn't have more context, but I saw cookies with the name Bella on there, but I don't know if I missed an announcement where they said that was going to be the baby's name. So I'm assuming because they are having a girl that the baby's name is Bella. But yeah, just Aww. Haley and Paige. Um, we've been asking, I've been asking, when are John and Jessica going to get married? Like we told you last week, they finally got married with Pastor Cal officiating. They had like this cute unity puzzle. Like he, um, I think Aid mentioned John is into woodwork now and he created this unity puzzle for her kids and all of them. And I thought that was really cute. Um, the maps people in attendance, Jeff T and Shawnice were there. Dr. Pepper was there. Jamie and Doug were there. Um, Rachel D'Alto was also there, if I recall. Am I missing anybody that you saw? No, nope, nope. Um, I was really interested in what Shawnice had to say. She wrote a very long caption on the picture she posted from the wedding. And I think the most surprising part was when through something she said, I was like, oh, so Jessica was counseling Shawnice and Jefty through co-parenting, maybe when they were thinking about separating. And I was like, maybe these experts are doing more work than I thought. Well, maybe it was after she left the show. True. <laughs> yeah. And I think the interesting thing also was when they said Shawnice and John are basically twins. So. <laughs> Didn't. I didn't the, piece that together, but yeah. Was that a season where they all went on a honeymoon together? I don't even recall seeing the couples interact at all. Um, Did they interact? I can't remember. I know Shawnee and Jeffy went to Jamaica, so... No, I don't think they interacted. Okay. I think it was after their season that they said interacting. But either way, congratulations to them, but I'm not going to lie, this whole thing is still odd. Sorry. Shawnee said something about how they were both looking for their per their person and they found them in unorthodox ways or something like that. And I was like, that's a really, really nice um, perfume you're putting on that pig. Um, <laughs> Strong words. <laughs> remember that time when... The, anyway, I'm happy for them. I really am happy for them. Yeah. Um, Beth, our lovely Beth tested positive for COVID, so she should be better by now, but hope she's feeling better. And my final news, and I don't think it's the biggest news. So Eric from Atlanta has a new girlfriend. Um, she's young. 
She seems young. I don't know what her age is, but she looks really young. In my eyes, she actually looks like Virginia, except that she's blonde. Um, He wrote this long sermon epistle about how they met. He's been looking for this. It's only been a few months, but okay. Um, I went to her page instantly because he tagged her. And I was trying to figure out when they started talking. Because if you guys recall, we got some message a long time ago about someone that felt played by Eric. And I'm like, when was this? Was there an overlap? But it looks like they started talking in like August because she posted something about when the hot pilot that you're talking to, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it is, but you know, good luck to them. (laughs) That's, That's all I can say. I don't know if it's long distance. I think she lives in Vegas. I'm not sure, but I don't have facts, but again, good luck to them. Good luck, Eric. I hope you find what you're looking for. Amen. All right. Are you ready to dive into this unnecessary episode? Sure. Very, very unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) They start around Robin with Mitch and his nieces. They're just the cutest thing. He's just talking to them. Should I say yes? Should I say no? Um, It's always nice to see a different side of Mitch. And I actually think, like, we got to see a whole... 3D version of Mitch through the process from beginning to end. Would you agree? Yes, we went on a journey with Mitch. <laughs> um, we see Justin feeding Newton, I don't know, chewed up food from his mouth. Disgusting. I okay. Um, Alexis said, Don't give that to my child. The <laughs> caption said, Don't give that to my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, And then we see Stasha feeling, saying that she feels defeated and that they can't even have conversations anymore because everything triggers Nate. So we start the episode for real with Kristen and Mitch. Kristen starts again with her lies, saying that they're in a good place and they've come a long way, but she's still very confused about decision day. They do some face mask thing where they put face masks on each other And Mitch says that he has a lot of funness and affection towards her, but doesn't know if they're the right match for each other for a lifetime of marriage. I will say, though, the whole mask time, it was very cute. And it was like the most genuine that I've seen both of them. And they seemed like there wasn't tension or stress between them. Yep. It was all of what you said. (laughs) Um, We move on to Stasha and Nate. Like how the tables have turned. We just thought Stasha and Nate, McGindy, were just cruising to the sunset and look where we are now. So Stasha meets up with her friend Jewel and she tells her that married life is very difficult. And she asked why. And she said, because they had a disagreement about him being scared on where he's going to live. If they break up, Stasha says like, she doesn't even know why he's thinking about this when it hasn't even happened yet. And I'm like, uh, aren't you miss think about the future and, what are we going to do when this happens? Like, I don't understand why she thinks this is strange. It's dismissive. She's being dismissive of his very legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. Her friend does say that, I mean, he needs the reassurance that it's not going to happen. And then it's like a back and forth. We see Nate, of course, in a black and white sweater that we've seen before, is on the phone with his dad and his sister. And I'm like, okay, we heard about the sister, but was the sister at the wedding? No idea. Um, I would, I wouldn't, I mean, if she was there, she wasn't interviewed. She wasn't pointed out. She wasn't given a Chiron. As far as I understood it, this phone call was the first time we've ever seen her face. I mean, this is not surprising. We thought Nate was an only child until like a few episodes back. 
when we mention siblings. But he tells him that something that's messing with him is that he feels like he's losing his identity and he feels vulnerable in the hole where he's going to stay if something happens. His dad is like, so what do you think? And that made me laugh because Nate is like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. And then all of a sudden, we see a random guy behind his sister in the phone. He's in the driver's seat. And it was like he was looking for his, his angle so he'll be in the shot. And it was just... <laughs> It was so weird because I'm like, clearly this is family time. Go take a walk or something. It appeared that they were in a car and I'm not sure. I think the car was moving. So I, I think he was driving while she shot a TV show on her phone. Oh, well, I thought they were parked because at some point he was just leaning against the door. So <laughs> unless that was a really long red light, I just thought they were parked somewhere. So his dad says, well, there's always tension in the beginning we switch back to Stasha and Jewel asks Stasha if he's the right man for her. She goes, yeah, she thinks so. They're similar. And she feels like she understands him. She just feels like she's in a different place emotionally. And she doesn't want to say that he's lacking it, but that he kind of lacks experience. We go back to Nate and his sister asks, what are the cons? And Nate says, well, she's 37 and wants kids immediately. And she's like, you don't want kids? It's like, it's not that I don't want kids. Like, I just want things to be right. Like, I want to be able to provide. And I just think it's not possible to have fun and have kids at the same time. And his dad is like, oh, it's possible. And then his dad was like, if you guys are truly in love, then it's possible. Honestly, I don't think his dad was very helpful. (laughs) He was just throwing words around like, is it done yet? And nothing that was truly helpful. So right after his dad says, if you guys are truly in love, it's possible. We caught to Stasha saying that, well, Nate has never been in love. Um, His sister asked Nate, what are you going to say on decision day? And his dad interjects and was like, you're not getting any younger. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Nate says, I don't know, but I don't want to be pressured. And it's scary. We move on to Lindy and Miguel. Lindy calls her sister Candace. And my God, I forgot how much they look alike. I forgot Candace completely. She was at the wedding, though? Yeah. Well, now I'm questioning myself. Yes, with the brother, I want to say. Okay. We've met the sister before. Maybe not at the wedding, but we've met her before. Okay. So, Lindy is in her favorite overalls. Tells her all that... Oh, go ahead. Does she own those overalls in multiple colors? So, the last ones are orange and these ones are black? She's had the black. She wore it to axe throwing. She's worn it multiple times, actually. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of repeat clothing this episode. So um, she she tells her everything that's been going on and how daunting it is. Her sister is distracted because she did tell her from the beginning, you might hear crying in the background. And she was asking someone off camera, what are you doing? And then she keeps looking away. And Lindy's like, oh, don't do this in front of Miguel. Like, he's going to get mad. And her sister was like, oh, I understand. I have a brain like, a, I don't know, that she's always distracted. So Lindy says that the issue is when she does something, he stonewalls. And her sister's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. This sounds really hard. And you know, Aid, I appreciate the honesty. Sometimes you don't have the answers. <laughs> you don't know what to tell a person. But her sister does um, continue and says, like, it comes down to who needs the most care at the exact time and who needs to set aside their shit. She didn't say shit, but you know, that's my language. At the time, and that's who takes precedence at that whatever situation that it is. So at this point, Lindy's already crying, but Lindy's sister tells her that she's really rooting for her 
And Lindy is like, it's just so overwhelming. And honestly, I'm sure it is. It has to be overwhelming right now because I realize that none of our couples are in a good place. Okay, they want us to make it seem like none of them are in a good place. I know I've been saying Stasha and Nate are going to be fine. I mean, I do think they're fine, but his outburst and walking away is real. Uh, yes, yes. Lindy and Miguel, I think Miguel is truly, like, stressed. Like, he physically looks stressed. Alexa, Alexis and Justin are not in a good... They don't. It's not a scene. They're not in a good place. All I, I totally understand. I saw what you saw. I still I stand behind everybody saying yes on decision day. And that's fine. It's just that this mouse people, you cannot be in a good place and they'll still say yes. I just Correct. mean like, it's been a while since we had a couple that was happy. Like we could be like, oh, they're fine. Or they're like, bye. Everyone was just like, yeah. We'll be right back to talk about Kristen and talking to her friend. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AutoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AutoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. So Kristen meets up with her friend, um, Lila. And I was going to say that she lied to her friend, but maybe she's not lying. But she tells her that she's at peace and she feels calm and she's gotten everything off her chest. And right now she's at the point where she's trying to decide if they will stay together. She says Mitch has her craving for validation. And I appreciate her choice of words because I guess what she's saying is usually she's not that kind of person. But Mitch has made her or put her in a point where she's craving that validation and she wants that validation from him. 
because he was open about not being attracted to her and she wants him to ask her to say yes without her prompting, she wants a grand gesture. She says she wants all the things that he loves. He want, She wants him to say all the things that he loves about her and for him to, be, have, to say a definitive, I want you. And she says that, you know, the marriage hasn't been what she thought it would be. So the friend asks, what if you stay married and it doesn't work out? And Kristen says, then my eggs would be dehydrated. And I mean, ha ha ha, but I hope she's not making a choice out of pressure because I, I don't know. I don't know. I just find it fascinating that in all this discussion, like I've never even heard Kristen say that many great things about Mitch. Why? Sometimes I wonder if she even has any respect for him at all. And then I'm like, why are you craving validation from someone who I'm not even sure that you like that much? I think it goes back to what we're saying and what her coworkers, castmates, whatever said on after party. Like she's a wife, wife, like (laughs) it doesn't matter who the other person is. She just really wants to make this work. I don't know why. I just but, feel like she doesn't hold him in high esteem, but she's very fixated on the idea that he will hold her in high, in esteem. high esteem. And and I, I'm like, but where's the part where you're like, I really want him to like me because I really like him. She never says that. That is a very good point. Yeah. It's more about the status for her. She wants a baby daddy and she wants a husband. So, And I think she also, the third part is, the third bullet point is she doesn't want another failed partnership again like she really holds that broken engagement much higher than i think more other people do like i feel like again i don't know her but i feel like we don't care and it's just like a life happens but in her mind it's like this huge failure or something i don't know so correct yes it's like the way she sees it and the way we see it is so it's very out of sync yeah We move on to Alexis and Justin. Justin calls his mom and immediately, immediately mentions giving up Maya. And he said, when we did it, there were 100% yes. You guys know, I always tell you, I promise you that my husband doesn't watch. He's just always walking by doing something. And he walked by when he heard it. And he's like, wait, isn't that manipulative? (laughs) Yep, we're all there. We know. (laughs) He was like, what happened? Like, why? So he's doing it like as a transaction. So she'll say yes. Like, was it like a blackmail type? I was like, I don't have time to explain the show to you, but (laughs) you're on the right track. Your husband's two minute (laughs) opinions are one of my favorite things. (laughs) Before the season is over, I just want to recognize that I really, really love. (laughs) Because he's like, right, most of the time from his two minutes of observation. (laughs) I'll let him know. (laughs) So, um... His mom says, like, oh, you sound nervous. In fact, his mom laughed, which made me laugh. I was like, oh, you sound nervous that she's going to say no. Because she knows her son. The moms always know. (laughs) And he says, yes, I am nervous. Like, if she's going to say no, that she should have just told me so I don't make big plans. And his mom is like, eh, you can't plan everything. You can walk out now and get hit. And the thing is, you just get in your head and sometimes you don't recognize that you're in your head. Or maybe he came to that realization. Um, Alexis is also calling her mom as well. And she immediately asked her, are you leaning towards saying, yes, this is the man I am looking for, or six months down, he's still not going to be the man that I want. I was going to ask you, I don't know what that meant. 
I thought she means like he's supposed to be working. Maybe later on in the episode is where I got this, but he's supposed to be working on his changes. And if she says yes, and then he's not changed, and six months down the line, he's still the not the changed version that she's supposed to be taking, but the old version that she doesn't like. Maybe I got too deep into this. <laughs> I mean, it's way further than I got because I was just like, what is she asking? So she says she's split, but that he has great qualities. But the thing is that he's in his head so much, but he doesn't even invite me to these scenarios. Again, I laughed out loud. For an episode I thought was boring, I did laugh a lot because that was so apt. So his mom asked Justin if he wants to say no. And he said, yeah, two days ago, he was so sure he was going to say no, but he wants to feel desired by her. He's like on an intimate level, it's more about her pleasure and she only wants to be dominated, but he's reserved and maybe he can't please her. And I'm like, you had sex one time. Why do you think they only had sex one time? I, that's true. Well, from everything that I gather, it feels like Alexis is not attracted to him. And he talks so much about wanting to be desired that I just assume they had sex once and didn't have sex again. I feel like they'll talk about it again if they did. Okay. That's a good question. I just assume because I just, I, I don't know. Um, I'm all like, why are you telling your mom about your sex life? Like, I don't understand. And next thing I hear his mom say is, if you care about her, then you need to get freaky. And I was just like, <laughs> I said it at the beginning of the season that, you know, Justin is insecure. And unfortunately, he's ruled by his insecurity. We all have insecurities. I'm not faulting him for that, but it's just like fear. You can't let it rule your life. So now, you know, Justin is telling us that he's reserved. He's now making a scenario after all the noise he was making at the beginning of the season about his dick and all the things that he could do and going all night. Like, come on. I have to wonder. I was, I mean, there was the celibacy. I'm like, maybe Alexis is not the only partner who's had complaints about Justin's performance. I don't know this man. I ain't never had sex with this <laughs> man, but I will bet a hundred dollars that yes, that is the case. Oh, <laughs> poor Justin. What are you supposed to do anyway? That might be why his fiance left. Oh Lord. <laughs> so, Alexis, and honestly, I, I think that is truly Alexis' question. Is this someone I can live with for the rest of my life? Can I live with this bad sex for the rest of my life? <laughs> part of I think it. the bad sex is part of it, but I think there's plenty of other that's not sex that they have problems with. That is true. That is true. Alexis says that all the things they haven't figured out with training wheels, what happens when they don't have training wheels? Which I find fascinating because we're always like, wouldn't things be better when there are no cameras? And I guess they put a lot of weight on these experts because... I'm assuming that's the help that there's, they're talking about. And the producers who make them talk to each other when they're fighting. Oh, and they're forced. That's true. They can't just leave. They're forced to actually film right after. <laughs> Her mom says, you know, you just need to look into your heart and don't stay because you're a runner and you're trying to prove to yourself. This is me interpreting what she said. You're trying to prove to yourself that you're not a runner and then you end up staying. Then we move on to Mitch and his brother, Matt. Mitch tells Matt that he's on the fence and Kristen finally feels comfortable with herself and the real her is his favorite version of her, which I think is a very nice thing to say. He tells Matt about his old life when he went for his um, convention or his work trip and he has a hard time imagining what it would be like 
being married to her in his real life since this is not his real life, which I think is valid. Because if they're living a life that is not their everyday life, it's almost like, do I really know you? Because I haven't seen you in certain scenarios. But Matt says he might be associating his life with her without the things that make him happy because things like surfing or whatever keeps him balanced or is it riding his bike? Because I'm like, we've seen him surf. They're always on the beach, but maybe I'm missing something. I just feel like he's saying, I haven't had time for my hobbies since I married Kristen, but he doesn't know if it was the marriage to Kristen or the fact that you've been shooting a TV show, which is like a second job on top of your regular job. It to me was such an odd argument to make. That's true. I didn't think about that angle. I think I was just thinking, well, I guess that's the same thing we're saying. Like, it's not real life. Because, yeah, imagine if they had to live in Mitch's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) So Kristen's never living in that apartment. (laughs) And then it's funny. They never talked about where they're going to live. Mitch says he thinks they can make it happen, that he loves her, but he's not in love with her. His brother asks, you know, when you're chilling and just hanging out in the car or doing nothing, do you enjoy time with her? And he says, yeah, that it's a great partnership, honestly, despite all the things that he's saying. And his brother says, hearing the way that you're saying it makes me know that you don't get how rare it is to find that feeling of partnership with someone. And that's a core thing. Mitch says, yeah, if you're willing to accept me where I am, like if he says yes, it's not the emphatic yes that she's looking for, but he's willing to see where it goes. Matt says that he's scared that they're both going to walk away from something good because Mitch is being naive and has like this unrealistic expectation of what it could be. And if he can get her to accept the less emphatic yes, then it's worth a shot. I really enjoyed Mitch's brother and his very calm, level-headed advice. I I did find that Mitch's brother has an angle. He wants Mitch to say yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, But... But I like, I mean, he did the perfect thing that you need to do when you're giving someone advice is that he really asked him a lot of questions about his own thinking and then used those answers to base his advice on instead of just saying, here's what you should do. I, I really enjoyed Mitch's brother. Mitch needs to listen to his brother. I really want them to say yes. <laughs> that was a brother who knows his brother and had the right approach, asked the right questions and also knows like, buddy, this is your last chance. You found a woman who's willing to put up with your shit and likes you for some reason. I don't know where, if you think you're going to do better, but you better make it work. <laughs> um, Dr. Pepper tells us that since it's the last time, this is their last time to complain to each other. I, I, I'm using the word complain because they've talked about the same things over and over again. So they have a group hang where they meet up to go... I don't know if it's really go-karting because it's in the actual streets. That did not look safe. No, it did not. And Alexis and Justin did not wear a helmet. (gasps) I didn't even notice that. So I don't know. Mitch is jealous because Alexis and Justin's is the fastest and it's the electric one. And I'm like, why didn't they give Mitch the electric one? (laughs) And It, it, it looked like fun. It just, I couldn't figure out, are they on the actual road or are they on like a course? And it really looked like the road. Yeah, I saw houses. And I'm like, huh. So Nate said, um, it's tough because he has to make a call to spend the rest of his life with someone that he barely knows. It seemed like 
San Diego, I guess in my mind, everywhere in California is warm, but it seems like San Diego got cold this season. I mean, they were filming around winter, but they made these people sit outside to talk. It looked cold and I'm not even there. Um, Miguel shared that last week was a challenging week for him. He was also in a shirt that we've seen multiple times. Um, Kristen says that she thinks it's a good sign that they had a conflict. She's telling us, not them. And no argument is a red flag to her. And I'm like, once again, why is everyone acting like Miguel and Lindy did not have any conflict until now? I guess from the outside perspective, whatever conflicts they were having, the group was not seeing. Hmm. The health insurance, I can't remember the other one, but they weren't sharing that with the rest of the group. I thought they were there when she made the declaration of his beyond the eight weeks when, you know, they were all in that group thing where Alexis and Justin was roasting everyone and they were saved by the mariachi band. Oh, yeah, that was one that was... Uh. She told everyone there and then the one where she didn't like how Miguel tried to have sex or whatever that Stasha was like, you know, maybe you shouldn't and that's why she was like, why did you have sex the next time? Like, I, I just... I don't know. I don't think it was smooth sailing. So The rest of the group did, though, because they've all been pretty consistent that they thought they were good. Interesting. So Justin says he had a moment where he was adamant that he was saying no. And when he's in his head, it's hard to get him out. But hearing from his mom, it hit him. And now he's aware. Stasha says that she is uncomfortably cold. <laughs> and Alexis makes a vibrator joke because I think they gave them like heaters to put in their hands or something. And she was like, oh, no, we had to return it. It was broke. I'm like, ew. How do you Gross. turn that? Nate says that they need to learn how to communicate better. And Stasha says that he has a lack of emotional relationship experience. And it irritates her a bit, a bit because she has to explain the whys and he doesn't want to trust what she says. She does give an example. Like when she said she wanted to be a fun parent, he's like, nope, not accepting it. But then when his dad says it, then he's fine with it because he has the experience. Mitch says... He's surprised at what Stasha is saying and in so many words says that she's just fishing for an issue and he thinks that they have more positives than negatives. He's not he's not wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't understand how someone like Mitch can be very insightful about other people's relationships. You know, it's not the human way. We just see ourselves as, you know, our ways mostly right, but for every other person we can see the wrongs. <laughs> So Mitch says they aren't 100% clear on where they stand, but there's still more explanation. And Alexis asks if there's enough time for them. And Kristen says if he verbalized what their life would be like, she would say yes. That's the funny part. It's that Kristen is not hard to please. (laughs) And Lindy says Mitch is just a confused soul. I don't know who Lindy likes because... Who is it that she talked bad about last week? Was it, it was, it was Mitch. Oh, maybe it's just Mitch she doesn't like. There was yeah, because she called Mitch a, you know. A bitch. A oh, bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she really doesn't like Mitch. It's Mitch she doesn't like. So she says Mitch is a confused soul and Kristen deserves much better. And that she's already outlined all the things that she wants and he can't even give it. So when she puts it that way, it's true. But hey, give grace, Lindy. Worry about your man that's giving you commands and prompts and threats. <laughs> And I'm not, later on, I'm not sure I agree with Lindy. Ah. Okay. 
Um, they start going for their final dinner and Kristen and Mitch go to dinner. Kristen tells him that she's enjoyed their time together, but if they said yes, what would their life be like? He said they would need at least a week or two to be people in a relationship. And she says, that's great and all, but I need clear lines. I don't want to be in a gray area. Like, I don't want to be, oh, we're dating and all that stuff. As a sidebar, Mitch eats very aggressively. If you recall, a few weeks ago, we heard the slurping. Then when they were in the group hangout, they were eating a burger. Like, the man will eat his food. When everybody's trying to just stay alive, Mitch is eating. And then when they're talking, Mitch is eating his pasta. I think we even see an empty plate. You rarely see an empty plate, but the man doesn't play with his food, man. So he said he wishes he wasn't as gray and he knows that he hasn't been able to give her the declaration that she's looking for. I think the flip, the, the silver lining of this is like Mitch knows what Kristen wants, but he doesn't want to be inauthentic to himself and do it just because he wants it to be genuine. So Mitch says if he says yes and he's not declaring his love or saying that he's sure they know that they're a match, would that be enough for her? Of course it's enough for Kristen because she would take anything. She says, I will take anything I can get from you. I cringed. I cringed. And she's like, I'm grateful for it. Oh, God. I'm grateful for it, even if it's not what I want. And I don't have any more commentary. Again, whatever she gets, take it. (laughs) You like it? I love it. (laughs) Mitch says he regrets how he handled it all. And honestly, he's flattered by her. And she says she wants to give him the space for him to forgive himself. (sighs) All right. He says he's afraid to lose her and he doesn't want to lose her. And Kristen seems thrilled. (laughs) Okay. Bare minimum. Bars on the floor. Pittance. She will accept a pittance from him. And she never, ever asks herself, do I deserve more? Yeah. But this is where I think Lindy is wrong. Okay. Kristen said what she wanted. I feel like this is where Mitch delivered it. Um, He didn't outline what their life would be like afterwards. Okay. He didn't give the declaration. He said, I can't give it to you. Okay. I, I mean, maybe it's because Kristen was happy with what she got. I was like, I guess this is what she was asking for. Well, it's not because she said, I will take it and I'm grateful, even if it's not what I want. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and that's why she's setting the pace for he's gonna call her bluff every time. How many things has she said? I'm done. I'm not taking it. And then turn around the next day, and then I'll take whatever you give me. Thank you. So mm, good luck to her. Justin and Alexis. Justin is standing in some place with a bunch of sunflowers, looking stupid. As I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, but he really did. Alexis walks in looking like a goddess. Her braids are styled impeccably as always. She looked really good. Makeup done and everything. She looked really good. She did. She looked amazing. Color was beautiful. The dress was beautiful. The hair was beautiful. It was great. It was. So he sits her down, tells her like, you know, I came here and I got this because I know some flowers are your favorite flowers. He has to add, he was like, I listen to you. I really do. It's just that I get in my head. And she's like, yeah, it's a challenge for me when you get in your head. Justin is going on and on and on about all the things that he's learned about himself. And Alexis just has to look up someone who's done. <sighs> I, I, I 
I think Alexa's going to say no. Um, she said, she tells us that 90% of her that wants to say yes is because of hope. But then again, it could all be lip service. This, I think it took me this long to realize that she doesn't believe anything Justin says. She just thinks <laughs> Justin says the right things because he's so scared of losing her and she can't believe it and how many chances is she going to give him. She says for him to say that is making her decrease the 10%. And she's th- she, she says there are things that she needs to work on, but she's not going to list them out. Like, why doesn't he say the things that she needs to work on? And he says feeling desire. I'm like, huh? And then he brings up the dominance thing again. And he says sometimes he wants her to initiate. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are having sex. I, I, I don't know. And I also don't know what this dominance thing means. I thought the dominance means he wanted her to take control in the bedroom. But then he said, I want you to initiate. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to figure this out. She says she can do that. But then he cuts her off. So I never know the end of her sentence. And he ends up saying like, you know, my mom told me to be more freaky. And I'm like... If I were Alexis, that would be a turner for me. Like, mommy had to tell you that you have to do Like, what? <laughs> I he really could have kept that to himself. He really could have. I just don't think Justin is that bright. Maybe he is. But again, I think he's fueled by a lot of insecurity. And that just warps a lot of his thinking. Justin is the same as Kristen. He had a little moment last week where he like actually, even though it was annoying in a sense, but it's the same thing where it's like, I just have to sell this person myself. Mm-hmm. I have to sell them on the idea of us being together. And it doesn't even, I don't hear you saying how wonderful she is. Mm. I think he stopped saying that because that's true. In the beginning, he always used to say this, that, and now his sole purpose is just, I don't want you to go. It's that desperation. Hmm. Good point. Alexis says that she still has her doubts, but if they stay together, her concerns would be consistency. And this isn't best friends at first sight. It's married at first sight. How are you even best friends if they're not consistent? It's not even. (laughs) So either way, she thinks that he's a great person. And who knows? We might be better off as friends because, you know, Alexis has to throw in the jab somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is not what he wants to hear. And you're not going to be friends. I can tell you that right now, Alexis. Exactly. If you were friends, you'd be the first people in the history of maths who managed to not stay together. I'm sorry. There's one couple that we can think of that are friends. Who? But Sam and fourth season Atlanta, the one oh, I didn't watch. Oh, Neil. And Neil. Uh, can you? Nobody's friends. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Next up, it's Lindy and Miguel at a winery. I, I have to say, I have been to Napa, and I just assumed in my mind that all the wineries are in Northern California, but we are learning that there are plenty of wineries in Southern California for these people to go to. <laughs> That's where Lindy and Miguel are. Then they have the same conversation about Lindy needing to feel secure. That last weekend was tough. Miguel says that he ruined the last winery visit. There was a lot of flashbacks in this episode to fill in the time of this unnecessariness. So we flash back to her getting distracted by bunnies the last time they were at a winery. Miguel says that that weekend wasn't who he is or who he wants to be. And he wished he hadn't been insensitive and he wants to get to a better place. Lindy says the thing about talking to her friend about her frustrations because she's worried that if she tells him he might leave. <laughs> They just have the same conversations over and over again. 
Um, basically, they recount the same things they said before about Miguel wondering if he can manage her, you know, strong personality, emotions, it's a lot. And she being like, well, if I have to hold myself back, then then that's not right. So, yes. You, do you remember when I said all these men seem insecure? Miguel telling her your strong personality scares me. I didn't appreciate that. It's almost like he's trying to make her feel bad for who she is and saying that he has a fear of her emotions. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Who has been the emotional one in the last two weeks? <laughs> you. You have emotions be- too. I was always team Miguel because a cute face will take you very far. <laughs> But yeah, he's been getting on my nerves and now he's back into like good Miguel mode. But I don't know. Why would you say that to somebody if you actually like them? I think that's where I get tripped up. Mm-hmm. Miguel says things to Lindy that I'm like, okay, I think Lindy's a lot. I wouldn't want to deal with a Lindy. Yeah. But if you don't like her, then you don't like her. You know, you don't have to say that she, like you guys can be incompatible without there being something wrong with her. But he talks to her like she's the problem. Yep. So guess who else is at a winery? Nate and Stasha. (laughs) They have a long extended conversation. Basically, Stasha says that she's, her main concern, as she expressed it, is that he lived with that girlfriend for two years and he wasn't in love with her. So she's worried about Nate being with her and not being in love with her. She goes about this, to me, in a really bad way. Yes. Because... (laughs) He, he, she tells him that the things that he's doing that he sees as showing affection and showing that he's growing with her, she doesn't see them as being real because he could just be going through the motions like he did in his last relationship. Mm. And he is very hurt by that. And, you know, he expresses himself very well. Mm-hmm. He says the things that you are saying are hurting me because of X, Y, and Z. And it makes perfect sense. How can you tell someone, oh, when you show me affection, I don't believe it's true because of my fear that you didn't love somebody else. Therefore, you can't love me. My mind is blown. See, I'm a girl's girl and I'm always going to be team women. But the fact that every time I'm like team Nate, I stop to question myself. I'm like, what is happening? But like you said, he's very clear on his points. And I don't know if Stasha is like, she's not articulating it, but, or I'm slow. I don't understand what her problem is because every time Nate is sure to say, did I do this? She goes, yes, you did. Did I do that? Yes, I did. So what is the problem? And she can't answer. I feel like Stasha dumped all of her insecurities on him, but didn't explain them in any way. They, 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 instead of them being her insecurities, they became his lack. And how are you going to tell somebody, I don't feel the burning desire? Is this a Halloween novel? What, what is the burning desire that you're looking for? <laughs> it's, I mean, if you can look at someone and say, I don't feel cared for, like, why does it have to be love? Do you feel cared for? And apparently she doesn't feel that way. But she can't articulate to him what he's supposed to do in order to make her feel that way. Besides him saying, I love you. But if he said that, she wouldn't believe him. Exactly. But the thing is, the whole care for thing, she said she she did. Because he said, do I show you affection? She goes, yes, you do. Do you hug me? Yes, you do. But you feel I'm going through the motion. She goes, I never said that. I'm like, uh, again, yeah, you did. <laughs> is my brain not working? Because <laughs> that is exactly what she said. 
So it's her need to control everything. Like, I want you to say, because she started by, so how are we doing with that love feeling going on? And the thing that makes it worse is Stasha can be condescending. Yes. So many times she was like, I just want to feel like you're working towards it. How many times has he said that he worked towards it? My favorite part was when he showed the tattoo. (laughs) Does that look like going through the motions? I was looking at that wondering how much is it going to cost to get that removed? Um, (laughs) He storms off. They repeat the same conversation standing up inside, which, you know, I was happy for them because it was cold outside. Um, (laughs) But other than that, that was their argument and they didn't really resolve it. Nope. All right, guys, we'll be right back. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So we come back and Kristen and Mitch are brushing their teeth. And I felt like, you know, this season we haven't had a lot of brushing teeth. We have. Okay. I I (laughs) forgot about it. (laughs) I just forgot. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) Kristen is gearing herself up to ask Mitch a very big question. And the big question is, can Luna sleep with us? And Mitch is like, sure. Um, We then watch Kristen try to chase Luna down. And I was like, you're chasing her to get her into bed? Does she want to be there? No, she's chasing her down so she could put her on the bed and clean that nasty fold. Did you see um, the end product? Oh, oh it was so remind. gross. Oh, but what gets into the things to make it whatever it is? I don't want to know. I don't, oh. it's just a trap. Oh, oh. um, <laughs> but you know, it's a good team effort. Mitch gets the treat. He follows instructions on when to give Luna the treat so that they can clean the fold. And then they get into bed all together and they rehash things. And this is where Mitch says that he's not in love with her, but I do love you. And I was like, honey, I don't think you, I think you might be in love. (laughs) (laughs) And Kristen says she has a lot of love for him too, but she goes between, is it a romantic love or is it an, I care about you so much. Um, but it makes her sad to think that this would be their last night together. And look how happy their little girl Luna is. Um, and then they like agree that it's their last night and they're going to cuddle and go to sleep. Alexis and Justin are having their last night too. 
And Justin lies and says that he can come to terms with her saying yes or no. You you really can't come to terms with her saying no. You might have to, but you can't <laughs> in this moment. Alexis has more doubts about D-Day and she should be going into D-Day full throttle with no doubts, but, but she's not. And so if she's not, should she not? Anyway, it's very exhausting. She did say that she's his number one fan, news to me, and, <laughs> and wants to do everything they talked about at the beginning of the eight weeks. Stasha tells us that she's exhausted because Nate blew up at dinner. And she says, how long are they going to continue getting upset and having tantrums? I was like, is Nate having tantrums? I don't think Nate has been having tantrums. Mm-mm. She says that she was asking for reassurance. I was like, this is news to all of us. Stasha, Stasha, Stasha. If you had told Nate that you were asking for reassurance, you might have got it. But you said a lot of other things. Have you noticed that that's a pattern? She says all these things. Nate calls her out on it. She's not able to say that. And then she ends up saying, oh, what I was really asking for was this. Like, he's not a mind reader. (laughs) So they lay in bed together and it is tense. Stasha looks depressed and she asks him what he enjoys about them being, what he enjoys about being married to her. And much like Mitch with the, are you attracted to me? The silence was long, very, very long. Um, he, but he does say that the friendship makes him hopeful and he likes her for her. Stasha says she's tried to be genuine and honest and she has no regrets. And he says the same thing. And she's like, no regrets about spazzing out on me or anything. He's like, I don't feel great about it, but do I regret it? And he says that he thinks it's human for people to make mistakes and get emotional. And then he apologized. And I was not sure that his apology was necessary. (laughs) I don't think he meant it either. Didn't he say if that's the answer you're looking for? (laughs) 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 Then she gets on him for not using the tools that the experts gave them for conflict resolution, which include... Then we get a flashback because I'm telling you, this is filler. They just needed to fill in the episode. So Dr. Pepper says um, that they're supposed to, when he's angry, he's supposed to say, I'm angry, but I'm not going anywhere. And that they need to hold hands. Yeah, they didn't do that. So she says, when are we going to use the tools? And he's like, didn't I come back an hour after our argument and use the tools? But she says, oh, but you already lashed out. (laughs) Nate says he explained himself very, very well. He told her exactly what he felt. He then says that she triggered him. And she says that she's not trying to throw everything in your face. Once again, this is news to me. (laughs) Then, Because this is a great conversation to have before decision day. He says he doesn't want to be unhappy and that he will choose happy over marriage every day. I'm a terrible person because I laughed during this conversation for many reasons. Nate is like, if I'm mad, I'm mad. I'm not going to pause to find tools. And I try to imagine someone just being so mad and saying, wait, but wait, let me find the tools and let me start arguing the way that I'm supposed to. But this is a terrible conversation to have right before. Yeah. I still, well. You still think they're fine. They're fine. (laughs) They're a couple having a fight. (laughs) Um, So we watch everybody separate for their final night 
Um, we see Justin leaving. We see Mitch is leaving. Alexis in an interview says that she has doubts about decision day and the good times make her question their relationship even more because they're in such large contrast with the bad time. Alexis said she's not a committed person and she has a fear of being all in. And of course, we've never heard that before. But what is with this ugly beanie? I'm like, is this a campaign? Why is everybody wearing these ugly hats? It's cold. Okay, inside. (laughs) Miguel and Lindy rehash things. They were very happy. Then they had last weekend. She feels like she's being controlled. He doesn't like being accused of being controlling. She counters when she doesn't like being called disrespectful. She says that she's supposed to cope with their relationship by venting to a counselor or venting to friends since she can't vent to him because, you know, then he'll call her crazy or whatever. Miguel says, you know, it's a hard time because they have less than a day. Usually people have years to reinvent themselves to become each other's spouse, but they only have a day. Okay. They're going to say yes, too. Um Mitch and Kristen, we see them. Kristen says she's nervous, but she needs alone time to think about what to say. And it feels like the reverse of the wedding day. Then they have a discussion about moving in. I had like visions of Stephen Noy at this moment. (laughs) Mitch doesn't want to move in together immediately. He says he's exhausted and he wants to work back towards a shared life in a location and a type of place that they want. I was like, but what do you guys want? I'm very curious. Kristen makes the excellent point that things won't be any better or worse in a different location. Like, they're still going to be the same people. And she kind of repeats, like, the idea that she's not going to, like, wait forever to be in limbo with Mitch after decision day. They both kind of reiterate that they want to say yes on decision day. But, but, there's always a but. But, maybe this, but maybe that. Alexis and Justin, we see them say goodbye. Stasha and Nate say individually on their that everybody had to do a selfie cam i guess and they say that it's been hard recently and everyone says things to the selfie cam and no one says anything interesting and then we see everybody saying bye mitch is wearing a very interesting pair of pants <laughs> they are like pink graphic art that's what it looked like to me and uh that's it <laughs> yeah I'm, I, this is such a bad episode <laughs> it's necessary we've been through the cycle we expect it um but yeah everybody just rehash the same discussions and arguments and conversations that we have watched them have for you know 15 weeks yeah at least it's done and i am looking forward to decision day i'm looking forward to seeing if my prediction is right if anybody messes it up i think it'll probably be alexis uh but but i believe in my prediction okay we shall find out. I think it's our first outdoor decision day. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Another winery. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aid, who has your bouquet this week? Nate has my bouquet for everything except for the apology that he did not need to give. <laughs> I thought that he exp- expressed himself and his feelings and his emotions and his reactions to Stasha very, very well. And I was also, even though we didn't get to see it, I feel like him describing coming back and using the tools. I think that's part of the growth of being on the show. And yeah, I just thought that Nate Nate did really well this week. I agree. Who has your bouquet? 
I didn't want to give it to Nate again. I gave it to Nate last week for the same reason. So I am giving it to Matt. I think Mitch's brother was just a voice of reason and he went about it the right way. And it was just kind of nice to see someone that knew him talk to him in a language that he understood. Who has your burnt ashes? Stasha. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. She's done this before. She'll do it again. I feel like she's self-sabotaging. <laughs> I don't know if Nate is the one for her, but her method of trying to find out is a lot of judgment, a lot of assumptions, and very little articulation of what she actually needs. Because I think that if she actually said what she needed, he would be very glad to give it to her. But when he tries to give it to her, she just says, nope, that's not the right thing. Nope, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. I actually think both of them are good together. It's just that all the things that she's accusing him of She's actually kind of guilty of, but I think she thinks because she goes to therapy and she's 37 and has been in love and been in a relationship, so she knows better. Okay, yeah. Who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to Justin and Miguel for operating with their insecurity. And it's not fair to just use it and dump it on the person that you love. So... We know my predictions for next week. What are your predictions for next week? I think everyone is going to say yes except Alexis. I just okay. Alexis had the look of someone who's going to say no. Um, my other tentative no is Miguel. Okay. But everybody else is going to say yes. And with Alexis and Justin, it depends on who goes first. <laughs> but I know they're going to make Justin go first. <laughs> oh you I, know what you do every year you always predict the order the order of how we're gonna go okay hold on let me write it down <laughs> i have not gotten it right a single time but you know <laughs> tradition i am the little <laughs> i am the little engine that could i'm just gonna keep on trying um also i think you've gotten it right before so okay my order Right. I've been in Morgan coming to Decision Day. It wasn't in the preview, but it's I thought it had been in previous previews. That's interesting. I'm sure Morgan was like, yeah, I'm done, guys. But okay. okay. With the four that we have left, the order I predict is Lindy and Miguel, mm-hmm. um, Justin and Alexis, Nate and Stasha, and then Kristen and Mitch will go last. Now, the only reason that I'm putting Kristen and Mitch last is because they are going to say yes, and they're going to be the most surprising yes, and that's why they go at the end. Okay. All right, guys. That's it for this week. We made it. All we got left is decision day to find out what it is these people are going to do. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And we love hearing from you guys on the socials. Yeah, and thank you guys for all your lovely messages. I feel like you guys spread the the good juju. Like, you were happy for us that we went to BravoCon and you were part of our journey. But thank you so much. But we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify if you're so inclined. And like Aid said, we will see you next week for Decision Day. We did it, Joe. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.